Hey, we're the number one FM station on the South Shore. We would have not seen anything bad then. So where is WATD? We're located in Marshfield. Aboard. This is award-winning Nautical Talk Radio, the number one nautical radio program where every week you hear what's happening in and on the ocean in our region and around the world. I'm Captain Lou, your host, and at the helm is Jesse as we broadcast Nautical Talk Radio program number 1458. Good Sunday morning, Jess. Good morning, Captain Lou. Well, amazingly, here it is, May 17th. Last week, we were talking about a polar vortex. This week, we're talking about a tropical storm, Arthur, off the coast of Florida. And just this past week, north of Boston, communities experienced microbursts. And you know, hurricane season officially starts June 1st. What a crazy world we live in. And I just hope that this isn't the new normal. We'll check in with our meteorologist, Mike Redden, at the bottom of the hour to hear his latest forecast. And also last week on Nautical Talk Radio, in an attempt to offer some diversity and entertainment, our guest was charter boater and folk singer John Hall. This week, I thought I would continue the concept featuring another folk blues singer, Jonathan Edwards, who's always had several hit records over the years and has cruised the Intracoastal Waterway. I mean, I got so many emails about uh, last week's guest, John Hall, why not continue with success, right? So uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Jonathan Edwards several times over the years, and the uh, interview we're going to hear on today's program has always been one of my favorites, so stay tuned for that. And also, before I forget, we have some longtime listeners been with us, maybe since we've uh, started 28 years ago. Fran and Arlene Finn listening listening every Sunday, locked up in their house, uh, obeying all the rules and regulations, trying to avoid the coronavirus. I hope you stay safe, warm, healthy. So uh, nice to have you on board, Fran and Arlene Finn, longtime listeners. Well, Jess, we have uh, plenty of nautical news to tell folks about, so let's get started. Here's what's happening. I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Well, the Coast Guard is partnership with the U.S. General Services Administration, uh, they've initiated the process to transfer stewardship of historic Boston Light under the National Historic Lighthouse Preservation Act. The decision to move forward with this process was announced at the Boston Harbor Islands Partnership virtual meeting on May 12th. At 304 years old, Light Station Boston is the oldest staffed lighthouse in the, the United States. 
Since 1939, the Coast Guard has been the steward of the lighthouse. And over those 81 years, Light Station Boston has evolved from a navigational facility to a lighthouse museum. It's listed on the National Register of, Register of Historic Places. And by transferring stewardship to the National Historic Lighthouse Preservation Act, the Coast Guard's goal is to ensure the future historic preservation and public access of Light Station Boston and Little Brewster Island. The, Light Guard, the Coast Guard said that they trust the process, which has led to over 100 successful lighthouse transfers over the, across the country to bring about the best steward for Light Station Boston. Yes, they want to bring the best steward. They want to transfer ownership of Light Station Boston. The Coast Guard will continue to maintain the light at the station, along with the island's fog signal. <coughs> Excuse me. Light Station Boston was built by the province of Massachusetts Bay in 1716 on Little Brewster Island in Boston Harbor. It's also uh, very close to the town of Hull. You can see it from the town of Hull. The federal government took possession in 1790, and the U.S. Coast Guard assumed control in 1939. Its rich history and continued operation stemmed from the tireless dedication of the present keeper, Dr. Sally Snowman, and the 69 keepers who came before her. Little Brewster Island is within the boundaries of the Boston Harbor Islands National Recreation Area, which includes 34 islands and peninsulas in the Boston Harbor. The recreation area is managed as collaborative of 11 different agencies, including federal, state, and nonprofit entities that make up the Boston Harbor Islands Partnership. And this partnership is a federally legislated body that oversees the parks management. Who's going to get it? We'll have more to say about that coming up. In another nautical news, more and more boats are now cruising in our South Shore waters as National Safe Boating Week started May 16th and ends May 22nd. Now, May 15th was wear your life jacket to work day, although Massachusetts still in sort of a shutdown mode. I don't think anybody wore their life jacket to work. National Safe Boating Week was created to serve as a reminder to practice safe boating techniques in all the waterways. Usually, the local power squadron units and the local Coast Guard auxiliary flotillas issue their safe boating decals. But due to the coronavirus, they are on hiatus as we practice social distancing. If we ever get back to near normal, some of the important highlights of getting a safe boating decal is to make sure your flares and fire extinguishers are up to date. All of your boat's running lights and sound devices are in working order. And that you carry a sufficient number of unpacked life jackets in good condition, along with a throwable life ring on board. A man who was fishing for squid off the coast of Hyannis was rescued after his 14-foot aluminum boat capsized Thursday morning. The Monstable Fire Department received a report of a capsized vessel off the Hyannis Port Jetty, and a person wearing a life jacket was in the water. Monstable officers, Hyannis firefighters, and the harbor master arrived on scene within 10 minutes, rescued the man who was about 100 feet from the jetty. The man was brought to land with no injuries. He, uh, we, there's, it's unreported whether it was no, somebody else on the boat or not. Actually, there was a confusing report at the time whether there was somebody else on the boat with him or not. 
Officials said boaters should always know the potential weather threats before leaving the dock or the boat ramp. And most important is to know the limitations of your boat before launching it into the bay or, or into the harbor. This time of the year, there can be quite a difference between seawater temperature and air temperature, which often can lead to storms and or fog. The Coast Guard is offering a Coast Guard app for smartphones to quickly locate distressed boaters. The voluntary I-911 program lets the Coast Guard access Mariner's cell phone locations to help rescue boaters. It helps them rescue boaters faster. The Coast Guard app is a free service for all first responders. The Coast Guard Center in the Northeast was the first to test the system last year. The system does not take the place of a VHF radio, which still remains the best way of communicating in an emergency. The system only works if mariners have enabled the Coast Guard app on their smartphone. And last, last on today's nautical news, City of Quincy officials said recent warm weather and sunny days have brought crowds to the closed Wollaston Beach during the past week, leading to numerous parking complaints from residents who said their streets have filled up with the cars, unable to park along Quincy Shore Drive. Wollaston was one of several state-run beaches closed by the State Department of Conservation and Recreation last month after reports of crowds gathering in defiance of Governor Charlie Baker's stay-at-home order. When the beach closed, the dozens of parking spaces along Quincy Shore Drive were roped off, and Quincy officials said Wollaston Beach is a little bit different than some of the other beaches that they operate. It's not Nantasket, for instance, where people are going to the beach, parking and congregating. Wollaston is somewhere where people go to walk, run, bike, go to Tony's or to the clam box. So please, observe the regulations, the barriers, and don't take up private residence parking spaces. Well, this is your captain speaking. Thanks for turning us on. You better hold your course steady. We have a lot more Nautical Talk Radio coming your way right here on WATD. Captain Brad White here, founder of New England Burials at Sea. Please meet a recent student we taught about best sea burial practices. Hi, I'm Cece. When I learned about New England Burials at Sea in a recent sea burial class at my college, I was intrigued. Finally, a different way to fulfill my own final wishes. To be in the ocean I love so much, allowing me to eventually travel the world's warm ocean currents forever. Pretty incredible if you ask me. I found New England Burials at Sea to be the leader and best experienced in sea burials for ash scattering and full body burials from coast to coast. Not just a guy's thing, as women love the ocean just as much. New England Burials at Sea is my personal choice for my final plan in life. Check us out online or give us a call today to learn more. Toll free, 877-897-7700. Or visit NewEnglandBurialsAtSea.com. Again, 877-897-7700. NewEnglandBurialsAtSea.com. You own a boat. You had fun. Maybe too much fun because your prop's all dinged up and the shaft is bent. It's less expensive to repair your prop. 
to call the expert prop techs at New England Propeller. They've relocated from Boston to their Plymouth facility, and New England Propeller has convenient drop-off locations in the Boston area. New England Propeller is a certified member of the National Marine Propeller Association. Their experienced propeller techs use Hale MRI propeller analysis and dynamic balancing to ensure the most accurate propeller repair. New England Propeller, the best in performance propellers for yachts and sport fishing vessels. They have one of the largest Michigan propeller inventories in the Northeast. Count on New England Propeller for expert propeller repair. New England Propeller in Plymouth with convenient drop-off and pickup locations in Boston. Email New England Propeller, neprop at AOL.com or call 800-635-9504. 800-635-9504. New England Propeller in Plymouth. Bottoms Up has a whole new meaning to South Shore boaters. I'm speaking with Nick Armstrong. Bottoms Up detail, our name says it all. You start from the bottom of the boat, bottom painting, bottom systems, all the way up inside the cabin, shampooing. This is a big time of year for detailing, get the covers off, get them all cleaned up. Bottoms Up detail will come to you. Or you can visit us at 658 Plain Street, Route 139, Marshville, behind Lucetti's. We're a mobile service company. We have five mobile trucks, and we service from Lake Wanapasaki in New Hampshire down to Narragansett Bay. All my guys are all trained, uniformed, and fully insured. I feel like our trucks and the way my guys keep themselves and the way we present our shop is a direct reflection on how we try to take care of customers' cars and boats. Our website is www.bottomsupdetail.com. Phone number 781-837-5500. Bottoms Up Detail, the mobile detailing specialist. Full service auto and boat detail. Good afternoon, Bottoms Up Detail. This is Nick speaking. How can I help you? Hi, I'm Jake Lowry, President and CEO of Lowry Financial Group. In 2008, the S&P lost 38% of its value, devastating retirees. If you want to guarantee that you'll never lose a dollar based on a market correction and at the same time also give yourself the opportunity to earn market-like returns, then give me a call at 855-318-8387. Let me help you create a confident financial future. That's 855-318-8387. Tune in to Jake on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. right here on WATD. Not all CBD products are the same. Your CBD store of Hanover features award-winning CBD supplements, topicals, and skin care, including collagen cream, day-night moisturizer, bath bombs, lip balms, and lotions. Your CBD store of Hanover are the area experts in CBD and offer these award-winning products that are completely monitored and regulated from soil to oil, grown and processed in the USA to ensure their premium quality. Your CBD store further ensures the quality of their products by extracting CBD using a special process that doesn't require solvents or other chemicals. Your CBD store of Hanover also sells CBD edibles like gummies, hard candies, lollipops and honey, tinctures and treats for pets, and their top-selling products, 900 milligram water-soluble CBD neuro and topicals. In your search for CBD, don't visit a store where it's just another product. Visit your CBD store of Hanover at 1271 Washington Street on Route 53 in Hanover. Now offering free shipping and local delivery. Welcome back. This is Captain Lou, and Nautical Talk Radio time is 23 minutes after 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11.23 of 24. All right, uh, we're at 781-837-4900, and if you have something to say about 
transferring the ownership of historic Boston Light, give us a call, 781-837-4900, and we're going to rock the boat now, Jesse, as we take the phone calls. All hands, man your battle stations. All hands, man your battle stations. So, Boston Light... Haven't you seen that, the lighthouse and TV commercials? I mean, it's so historic. It's the oldest lighthouse in America. It's the uh, only lighthouse that's been manned 24-7 for the past uh, uh, 80-odd years. And actually, I've been told that there hasn't been anybody manning the lighthouse going back several months now, for several months. And now, uh, the Coast Guard uh, trying to... Uh, eliminate the ownership of, and maintenance of all the lighthouses across our nation, across the uh, the shore, across our, our coastlines. They want to get rid of historic Boston Light, a lighthouse that was burnt down by the the colonialists to prevent the uh, the British from entering Boston Harbor Channel. I mean, it's got so much historic value. And think about it. This isn't just a lighthouse. This has got land with it, acres of land, and another house that you can live in or not, and a dock. I mean, how much do you think this island is worth? And who are they going to give it to or transfer ownership to? I mean, can you imagine owning a private island? That's what it is. Little Brewster Island. You can own a private island off the city of Boston with spectacular views. Think about it. How much is it worth? Historic lighthouse like Boston Light. 781-837-4900. How many of you have driven your boat around there? How many of you have actually visited the island? I'd like to hear from you. So um, it's, it's, just, it's just incredible to think that the, that the federal government wants to diverse itself from this historic landmark. I mean, some lighthouses have been converted into bed and breakfast. Some, some lighthouses have been converted into single-family houses, single-family residents, I should say. What could you do with such a historic island like Little Brewster Island and Boston Light? Wow. Lighthouse were, that was burnt down, a lighthouse that took enemies... Uh, gun shells? What could you do with it? 781-837-4900. Love to hear from you. What would you do with owning Boston Light? It's unbelievable. I mean, if Tom Brady's house is worth $37 million, what kind of value would you put on a private a private island off of Boston Light, uh, off of the city of Boston, with the views granted uh, from climbing to the top of Boston Light? Hmm. And uh, I hope everybody's staying, uh, obeying the, gov- go- the governor's orders. You see them protesting off the governor's in front of the governor's mansion, uh, wanting them to open up, open up the country, open up the state, actually, open up the state of Massachusetts. They say the only ones that can rebuild the economy, rebuild the, the state, is, are its citizens. But uh, can you imagine getting back to the value? Brady's house, state $37 million. How much is an, a private island worth? Private island off the city of Boston with a, such a historic lighthouse. At least $8,000. <laughs> that would be uh, the down payment for 
Let's see, a bulb, maybe a bulb. No, I think, you know, it's got that first order Fresnel, I think it's first order Fresnel lens. You ever hear of it, Fresnel lens? It's historic. I don't think so, no. They also have a museum down in the basement uh, of the lighthouse, if there is a basement. Uh, it's, maybe it's in the basement of the house that's on the island, but um, there's a museum down there, and it's got a historic foghorn, and now that foghorn can be as, as set off by using your own uh, VHF uh, boat radio. Um, it's uh, I I don't know. I think the island alone, Little Booster Island, could be worth thirty million just the land. Never mind the historic value. And how much could you charge? You get the mu you get the museum comes with it. The museum goes with oh, it nice. absolutely. Buy a little museum and all the artifacts and all those uh, cannonballs. Wow, I just can't imagine it. How much is it worth? Well. I want you to also know the important list of uh, websites uh, that you should be... The most important one is the Center for Disease Control. Go to www.centerfordiseasecontrol.gov. Uh, is that Mike on the phone? No, we have Jack from Hull who sounds like he wants to buy the lighthouse. Oh, let's, let's do it. Let's take the first bid. Ahoy there. Ahoy. Jack Lou, I want to I buy the lighthouse. Okay, uh, we'll, start, we'll start off with a bid. Uh, what, what is your opening bid, Jack? Ten million. Ten million. Hey, you know you might, you might, you might just take it at ten million. Wow. Have you been? I can see an, I can see an elevator going from bottom to top. I can see glass all around. We'll make this real industrial. Right. Pool table on one level, water bed on another level. We'll have a party room in the basement. We'll turn that museum into the best party room in Boston. Hey, it sounds pretty good. Plus, you get you could get naming rights. Think of a big corporate uh, sign out there. You know, instead of Gillette Stadium, it could be Gillette Lighthouse. Uh, how about Boston Light Beer? Imagine the 360-degree uh, deck you could put around the island. It would wow. be fantastic. Now, have you personally been out to the island? Many times. Yeah. So you know what, you know what I'm talking about. That island? Oh, I would love... Uh, Buy that island, I would turn it into... Maybe maybe we'll make it into condos, Captain. <laughs> and the fishing. Can you imagine all the fishing you could do around that island? Uh, fantastic. And not to mention lobstering as well. Fishing, lobstering, well. <laughs> well, Jack, uh, I'll put your bid in. Uh, who do you want me to submit it to? You submit... Who, uh, who owns the island now? <laughs> well, it's owned by a number of different agencies, federal and state, but it's the Coast Guard who maintains it, and they're the ones that uh, are trying to, uh, you know, divest themselves of it. Well, you're not going to get it from me in writing at the moment, Captain, uh, uh, but put the feelers out there. Put oh, okay. the feelers out there. All right. Ten million we got. Ten million we got. We're looking for 11. 11. Who's got 11? Thanks, Jack. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, Captain. S stay safe. All right, let's take a quick break and be back with our meteorologist. We got Mike on the phone now? Oh, okay, let's go right to him. Uh, I'm Captain Lou, and uh, I know the tide is on its way out. Uh, it'll be low tide at 2.32 this afternoon. Today's sunset, 7.59. Tomorrow's sunrise, 5.19. And here's meteorologist Mike Redden with his latest forecast. Ahoy there, Mike. Ahoy, Captain Lou. Well, we almost auctioned off Boston Light, but uh, we got to wait for more bids, I guess. Uh, but speaking of the weather, and you are a man, I mean, we got a tropical storm brewing off of the coast of Florida. Hurricane season starts June 1st, not to mention the microburst that hit on uh, at the, the northern uh, 
communities, the communities north of Boston. What's in store for us this week? Anything, uh, anything exciting? That's right. It's been a busy few days across southern New England as we seem to have jumped from winter right to summer and then back again. Fortunately, no snow in the forecast, but we do have to talk about the tropics. Tropical storm Arthur has formed east of Florida. It's currently moving north-northeastward at about 8 knots. It's about 345 miles south-southwest of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. Uh, maximum sustained winds are now 40 knots and it's expected to continue to strengthen slowly, uh, reaching about 50 knots as it approaches very near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, tomorrow afternoon. Looks like they'll see some tropical storm force conditions during the day tomorrow into tomorrow night. And then, of course, the big question is, as it moves northward, will it affect southern New England? Right now, it does look like it'll remain well south of the region, but it is something we'll have to keep an eye on. Marine forecast for today, we'll see southerly winds at 10 to 15 knots, seas 1 to 3 feet, visibility is better than 7 miles. Monday winds will swing around to the northeast at 5 to 10 knots, seas 1 to 3 feet, visibility is once again better than 7 miles. Tuesday winds will be northeasterly, 10 to 20 knots, seas building 4 to 8 feet, invisibility is again better than 7 miles. We'll see a weak cold front swing through overnight tonight, setting off a few light showers. Otherwise, high pressure will be building across southeastern Canada, and that's going to result in a cool maritime flow and will help keep that front and Arthur well south of New of uh, Long Island, as it appears right now. Uh, we will have to keep an eye on that. Most of the tropical models bring it northward to Cape Hatteras and then shunt it eastward, although there is some chance it could either stall or do a loop off the New Jersey coastline. But odds right now favor the high pressure to our north, keeping Arthur well to our south. So with that in mind, here are the details of the forecast for this afternoon. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds with temperatures topping off about 67 degrees but a few de- degrees colder right along the shoreline with that northeasterly with that southwesterly wind rather keeping things nice and tonight while mostly cloudy skies could be a brief shower after midnight expect a low of about 48 for monday we'll have morning clouds with just a chance of a passing shower not a big deal we'll see a mix of sun and clouds during the afternoon though as temperatures get to about 64 degrees tuesday mostly sunny with a high near 61 wednesday again plenty of sunshine highs in the upper 50s thursday lots of sunshine a bit milder with high temperatures in the middle 60s and we'll have to watch what arthur does if it goes eastward then we'll just see some showers with an approaching cold front on friday but if it actually continues to hang to our south for a while could get picked up by the front and uh, help enhance the rainfall as we head into friday but again right now odds favorite um staying well to our south and east all right mike we'll we'll surprise i hope we'll talk to you next sunday (laughs) Have a great week, Captain. All right, you too. That's Mike Redden, our meteorologist on Nautical Talk Radio. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Uh, We're going to be speaking with my guest, Jonathan Edwards, and uh, we've got a lot more to do on Nautical Talk Radio. We'll be right back. John Reichardt, you are staying safe. This virus is affecting your business. I'm staying safe with masks, gloves, and sanitizing. Tell my listening audience what a marine surveyor does. For a purchaser, it's much like a home inspection. You check the plumbing, the wiring, Make sure the vessel is structurally sound, up to code, the blowers, the bilge pumps, uh, the electrical systems. Make sure everything that's on board works. 
What about electronics? Test all the electronics, make sure that everything's operating properly. Uh, depth sounder, radar, GPS, chart plotters, autopilot, VHF radios. Are there different societies that people have to belong to to become a, an accredited marine surveyor? The two most common, SAMS, Society of Accredited Marine Surveyors, and NAMS. Do you belong to either I, one or both? I belong to SAMS. Speaking with John Reichardt, Captain John from Captain John Marine Surveyors. And John, do you have a website? It's CaptainJohnMarineSurveyors.com. Telephone number is 508-813-4053. Everybody stay safe, stay positive, and test negative. While we have a second, I'd like to remind you about our friends at Boom Realty. When you visit BoomRealty.com, you'll be able to search all of the Boston area homes, multifamily homes, pieces of land, commercial properties, and condos that are currently available, just like the real estate agents do. Our buddy Corey Welch is constantly showing houses, can talk about current mortgage rates, and hosts open houses almost every weekend. Get in touch with Corey at Boom Realty by calling 855 855- 544-BOOM. Sunday nights at 7. Be sure to catch My Generation. Don't miss this week's show as Tom and Patty check in with their advertisers. Author Doreen Lang. Chris Goulet of Hamill Leiden Chapel and Cremation Services. Brendan Murphy of the Arbor's Assisted Living. And Michelle Kunzes of Charisma Realty of Hull. My Generation. Tonight at 7. Here on 95.9 WATD. You gotta... Put on your sailing shoes. Put on your sailing shoes. Everyone will start to cheer when you put on your sailing shoes. Yeah. Well, let's lighten up the mood a little bit with an interview I did with folk blues singer Jonathan Edwards, who's had several hit records over the years and who's also cruised the intracoastal waterways and at one time was the host of a PBS TV show called Cruising America's Waterways. And believe it or not, uh, this has always been one of my favorite interviews played on Nautical Talk Radio. Unfortunately, though, it has picked up some background noise after being converted from a tape to an MP3 file to a CD, but I think we still can live with it. So let's, let's give it a try, Jesse. Coming up next, we're going to hear from world-famous folk singer and songwriter Jonathan Edwards, who also hosts and narrates a television program on the PBS network. His show is called Cruising America's Waterways. I was with Jonathan Edwards before he performed at the Odium Theater in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Okay, everybody. Here is singer, songwriter, and boater, Jonathan Edwards. As I'm reading your bio, Jonathan, you've been playing with the Allman Brothers, B.B. King, uh, Don McLean. There's a whole long list of famous artists. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun playing with different uh, artists over the years. And, you know, on the same stage, sometimes collaboratively, sometimes just on the same bill or whatever. But, yeah, it's been a blast. It says that you were born in Minnesota but grew up in Virginia, but you ended up in Boston playing at all the college dorms. Yeah, I, I decided I would go out to all the colleges one one autumn and uh, take a PA system and plug into wherever wall outlet I could find that was working. And like at student unions and dormitories and fraternity houses and sometimes a sorority house or two, and just start playing. And people thought, well, he must be he must be sanctioned by the school to be doing this. This is cool. Let's sit down and listen. And pretty soon I got a, quite a following. I guess. He had some hit songs going back into the as, as early back as the 70s. 
Yes, I did. Yes. Sunshine. Mm -hmm. That's the best one. Right. Well, it's the most. <laughs> it's the most well-known one. I had a you know a huge worldwide hit with with Sunshine in '71. Actually, my favorite on that CD is uh, Shanty. Yeah, I like Shanty a lot. That was a lot of fun. That was a, a, a custom we used to do. So just for my listeners' information, I mean, you do uh, folk music, a little bit of blues, a little bit of bluegrass. Quite talented, and you, I understand you, you've learned to play the piano by ear. Oh, I play everything by ear. I don't know any other way. I think we, we learn by example, and I, my example was myself. I've learned how to play most stringed instruments and uh, piano and harmonica and by myself, and it's been a lot of fun. You also, not only do you play the songs, of course, you write them. These are all original songs. Well, about half. Half the stuff I've recorded and about half the stuff I do in concert is, is stuff that I've written. But, but I really have an ear, I think, for, for good songs, and I select tunes very often from my friends who write. Well, I want to direct their attention to the water. And by the way, one of the sentences that I, I read in your bio, it says that you went to a lake and, uh, and wrote a lot of songs, took a bottle of wine, your guitar, and sat down by the lake. Which lake was that? It was a reservoir just north of Boston. I, I'm not sure what the name of it was. It, just, just north of Boston, there's a big reservoir that supplies the city with water. And I, I used to drive my 52 Pontiac up into the as far up into the woods as I can get and get out and, and take my guitar to the edge of the water and when I'd get hot from working on the guitar I would jump into the <laughs> into the res and swim around and I did that all summer. It was really quite productive because you came up with some good songs I guess. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and pretty soon actually I actually get a, got a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe, I don't know, was it the wine or the water? No, I think it was just the music coming out of the woods that attracted people. You're also the host of an award-winning television show that that's on uh, public broadcast uh, PBS network. Yeah, we did a series series of shows called Cruising America's Waterways, and I'm sort of the video host for this program. We did eight, I think, eight 13-week episodes of it, and um, talking about navigation and cruising of all sorts in, in the waterways of the eastern states and Florida, and, and I guess down into the, uh, the Keys. And hey, you've been everywhere. You've done the canal system, the Mississippi River, the West Coast. Uh, I see you've also even done some exploring in Canada. Yeah, we did the St. Lawrence River all the way up in there, and just giving a guide to people who want to who want to take their boats up and down these waterways. That is really an unexplored system of ours that people aren't exploiting near enough because it's really a wonderful place to bring your family and have some fun. Do you get to use different boats in that program? Well, it, yeah, it's not so much about the boats themselves. It's it's more about how to instructionally to to get people from one point to another on the canal system and the Great Lakes system and you know the St. Lawrence and the Key West and Miami and the intercoastal. It's about more about navigation and, and especially about points of interest. And I'm the I'm the video host guy. Hi, how you doing? Come on in. We're going to take a cruise today to wherever, and I'm going to play play some music as we go. You know. Yeah, I heard you play. I heard the guitar in the background. Yeah, I play some songs on the way. And yeah, yeah. And uh, well, what do you ever get to cruise Boston Harbor? Do you have your own boat? I do have a, a little. 32-foot handmade wooden boat in St. Croix, where we live. St. Croix. So I see you, you've gone to extremes because you've lived in Canada and uh, St. Croix. Which do you like better, the warmer or the, uh, the the cooler weather? Everything has its charm. I mean, the, the colder sometimes you get, the warmer the folks are. But we're having a lot of fun in the, in the Caribbean. It's a wonderful place to live. It's always summer, and I'm a fan of, of very little clothes and, and a lot of outdoor activities, so it fits in my lifestyle. So you're 32 for a wooden boat. You built it yourself? No, uh, some, uh, some friends and boat builders on Martha's Vineyard put it together. Um, they're called Gannon and Benjamin oh, is the yeah. name of the, the yeah. yard, yeah. Yeah, those and are the guys that took President Clinton sailing. Yeah, and it's the boat that's, you know, 
featured in the book, in, in the book Wooden Boat, along with a couple other yachts. It was uh, ours. Ours was with the first power boat that they built, and uh, we had a lot of fun building our house there for every step of the way. And how hard is it to maintain a wooden boat? Because it's new, it's not a problem at all. It's no harder than a than a glass boat, and a lot more uh, fun. Do you ever do any, uh, you know, composing, any any songwriting uh, out in the water? Occasionally, occasionally things will drift to me, if you pardon the pun, and. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll develop some ideas on, on a boat, sure. What's your favorite nautical song? Can you hum, a, can you hum some bars for me? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, wrote a, I wrote one called Sailboat, which is kind of cool. I, it's a fantasy song about sitting on the shore up in Nova Scotia, actually, and watching all these sailboats go by and wishing I wasn't quite so landlocked and wishing they'd take me with them to wherever in the, on the planet they were choosing to go. Can you hum some bars? Well, no, I... <laughs> sailboat, sailboat. Take me for a sail in you, sailboat, sailboat. You smooth over the water. This wind must be your father. You must be the ocean's daughter, sailing, sailboat, sailboat, sailing to my harbor. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> wow. Jonathan Edwards, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on Nautical Talk Radio. Jonathan, I'd love to hear just a, just a line or two of Shanty, the harmonica and Shanty. Uh, I, th I think people should come to the show to hear hear these songs, but but everybody you still do all these songs when you when you play. I do. A lot of people know this harp riff that I'll I'll play if it goes like this. And fix me something good to eat And make my head a little high Make the whole day complete That's the beginning to shanty <laughs> lay, around, lay around the shanty and put a good buzz on <laughs> So uh, we're at the Odeon Theater And you're expecting a big crowd tonight You ever get nervous uh, on stage? Always, always start out the show nervous And uh, <laughs> apprehensive And wondering what's going to happen tonight But I, you know, I soon get over it And, and smooth into my... Uh, sort of more relaxed mode. Now, uh, getting back to the boat. Uh, by the way, what's the name of the boat? Eliza Lee. Um, amalgamation of my two daughters' names. Uh -huh. Do you take your daughters with you on the boat? Sure. We've, we've, been, we've been cruising the Caribbean a bit. Any fishing? A little bit. A little bit. I must say, though, that most of the blood in the boat is my own. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Cruising in the warmer, wa in the warmer uh, waters, the warmer climate. Do you have to do anything different than the uh, boaters in the Northeast? Yeah, you don't have to worry about antifreeze. You don't have to worry about winterizing because it's never winter. You, you know, you're sailing and boating all year round, which is really nice. You don't have to worry about storage or any of that stuff that I worried about when I lived up in here. How are the uh, boat fees? Um, not so bad. There's a lot of, of places to, to moor and anchor. You can anchor out anywhere. and yeah. uh, So fees aren't so bad. And you still have to haul at the bottom painter just like we do up north. Sure, yeah. yep. Some people haul them onto the beach and wait for low tide, but the tide is only like 11 inches, so... And then we had 11-foot tide today. Right, and there you go. That's the difference. You don't have to worry about tide and navigation. I mean, tide is really a non-issue most of the time. Uh-huh. And I bet you can see uh, 30 feet down to the bottom in that water. Oh, yeah, 30, 40, 50, 60 feet. You can see right like like it was just glass. I can't understand, that, you know, because we've cleaned Boston Harbor. I know it's as clean as can be as any major city in the, in the world, but... You know, we still can't see the bottom. I, I can't understand that people say it might have something to do with the salt or 
about, you know, the salinity of the water. I have no idea. I bet there's just some big fish down there stirring it up. Lake lobsters. <laughs> I'm speaking with Jonathan Edwards, and he's getting ready for a concert down here, and we only have a few more minutes, Jonathan. I really appreciate you taking your time talking to Captain Lou on Nautical Talk Radio. And uh, when you do your, your cruise, so did you ever bring the boat up northeast? I mean, you told me it was built in Martha's Vineyard. Well, we, we sailed her down to, to St. Croix. Uh, from Martha's Vineyard, um, and that was a few years ago, back in 2000, I guess. And uh, we'd like to bring her back for another voyage because it was a lot of fun staying in the intercoastal and taking it easy and taking it safe and slow. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard the intercoastal's kind of in trouble now. They've got spots of it was only, you know, four feet draft. Due to silt? Because a lot of commercial boats aren't using it like they used to in the past, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is no longer dredging. Oh, uh, that's too bad because, like I say, it was like four years ago when we went down there and it was, it was a lot of fun. We only ran aground once. If you don't go anywhere, then you'll never go, you'll never go aground. It's only if you go somewhere that uh, these things happen. That's right. Your wife enjoys the boat as much as you? Yeah, she, she loves it. She she was right there helping me build and uh, helping me clean up after the day's work. <laughs> when you were up here with the boat, what was your favorite destination? You, you hung out on the rock, you know, Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, the vineyard's great. Nantucket's great. The Cape is off, obviously very nice. And I love the coast of Maine up in there and Bailey's Island, Oars Island, and, you know, Brunswick. And down east Maine is just... Got to go if you're if you're a boater. Just wonderful place. Have you ever played or met uh, you know, James Taylor or Kylie Simon? Oh yeah, we we've had an occasion to hang out. I've been fortunate enough to hang out with them at numerous occasions. Any pirates down in Saint Croix? Not not in the water. A lot on the land. <laughs> How about buried treasure? Any rumors of treasure down there? Yeah, but you know the 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 reef builds up on things so fast that you know, it'd be obliterated in a matter of years if there was such a thing. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan Edwards, for being a guest of mine on Nautical Talk Radio. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing you on Cruising America's Waterways. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it very much, and thanks for the airtime, and thanks for your interest in what it is that I do. He's such a he's such a great guy, Jonathan Edwards. Nice, nice uh, interview. Well, we'll be back uh, uh, after these words, and give us a call. We're at seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. Captain Brad White here, founder of New England Burials at Sea. When people want to plan our program into their own future final chapter plan in life, they ask which funeral home to use. We refer them to Sea Burial Certified Participating Funeral Homes that have gone through our robust Sea Burial Certification Program that trains their directors on best methods and practices for sea burials. Since 2006, we have trained over 2,300 locations from coast to coast on how to fulfill your sea burial wishes. We now depart from over 73 ports coast to coast with 86 well-equipped vessels and growing each year. Be sure to ask us where to point you to when you request your free info kit. We are properly licensed, insured, and have almost two decades of experience. We are the brand folks ask for. Give us a call today to learn more toll-free, 877-897-7700, or visit NewEnglandBurialsAtSea.com. Again, 877-897-7700, NewEnglandBurialsAtSea.com. Atlantic Boats and Wareham sells Lund, Sea Chaser, Carolina Skiff, Striper, Twin V, and Sensation. Atlantic Boats and Wareham are dealers for outboard engines. Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Honda. Atlantic Boats sells pre-owned boats. 
Visit us online for our selection of pre-owned boats at AtlanticBoats.com. Atlantic Boats Wareham Service Department. Atlantic Boats Service Department gets the job done right the first time. Atlantic Boats has a marine store. We have a fully stocked marine store covering everything from moorings, chain, trailers, boats, topside accessories, electronics. If we don't have it in stock, we can order it. Usually have it within 24 hours. Atlantic Boats Parts Department's open Monday to Friday, 8 to 5.30, Saturday, 8 to 4 and in-season hours on Sunday are 9 to 2. Atlantic Boats on Wareham has a marina. Stonebridge Marina in Onset. Their website's stonebridgemarina.com. Atlantic Boats is located. Atlantic Boats is located at 2820 Cranberry Highway in Wareham, Massachusetts, off exit 2 on 25. Visit us online at atlanticboats.com. Another good interview I did with Billy Joel. Maybe uh, I'll dig that one up someday. Well, we're at 781-837-4900 with a few minutes remaining on today's uh, Nautical Talk radio program. I've had fun uh, listening to uh, some of these old interviews myself, and uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed them as as much as I have. So... Uh, in the, I'm starting to see a lot more boats in, in the ocean off of uh, the coast in front of my house. And uh, it's always nice to see. Uh, looks like boating activity is starting to pick up around here. And um, hopefully uh, it's going to continue and the weather will cooperate. We haven't had really good weather at all. But uh, that's kind of typical, I think, for April and May. <coughs> the... Uh, just uh, I still have to need the warm weather to, to deal with my eyes and glass and my canvas, put my canvas up on my boat. It's nice to have warm weather to uh, stretch that canvas out to get it to snap. So that's what I'm waiting for. Give me some warm weather. And uh, I see we got a full bank of phone lines happening as well. as Jesse, can we go to one of them? Uh, anybody on the phone? Okay. Jesse says, be patient, Captain Lou. Wait. All right. Seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. If you get disconnected, give us a call back, and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you on the air. And what do you think about them trying to give away Boston Light? I mean, I, who's going to get it? It's going to have to be somebody responsible and someone, some organization that that uh, that can afford to maintain it and upkeep it. Even though the Coast Guard says they will maintain the light and the foghorn. But who's going to actually maintain the facilities, the grounds? Who do they got to mow the lawn out there, huh? <laughs> All right, who do we got, Jesse, on the phone? We got a dog from Quincy calling in with a question about your guest that you just interviewed. Okay, let's let's hear it. Let's, let's Hello? Hi, yes, I just kind of tuned in at about uh, 11.30, unfortunately, and I just finished listening to the Jonathan Edwards uh, conversation, and you said cruising the waterways, you can't wait to catch up with that. Where will that be aired? Well, this was, I, I did this interview a number of years ago. I think it's off oh. the year. Oh, okay, it, okay. It was done a while ago, and uh, the week before, I, I did another uh, musician, uh, John Hall. And oh, I, yeah. I just thought, I got so many emails from doing that one that I would try this on Nautical Talk, and it seems to be okay. working out pretty good. Did you like it? I did. I'm sorry I didn't catch it sooner. I know I usually tune in at 11, but... Uh, well, you know, that? you can catch the replay on iTunes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can, you can either go to our website, which is nauticaltalk.com, 
Mm-hmm. Or you can go to, Jesse, help me out, iTunes. Yeah, you can find the podcast on iTunes or uh, SoundCloud. Okay. So you can hear the replay. And what do I go to on iTunes? Just search Nautical Talk uh, Radio under the podcast okay. section. If you have the iPhone, right. if you have the iPhone, just click on the podcast app and search Nautical Talk. It'll pop right up. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Nice. Um, and you have the calls just there, so okay. So uh, again, now they're trying to give away Boston Light, and uh, I just want to know what organization is going to be responsible enough to. Take it all. I have my feelings. I have, I have a feeling it's going to have something to do with Boston Harbor now, that organization. And I'm sure the Friends of Boston Harbor Islands might have a say or two in it. And um, At one time, I was on the advisory council for the Boston Harbor Islands National Park. And the, that advisory council was apparently has dispersed, no longer in existence. Uh, at least if it is, nobody has informed me about it. So um, I'm curious what's going to happen to the most historic lighthouse in America, the oldest site of a lighthouse in America, and um, the only one that's been manned all this time, 24-7, although I've heard through the grapevine that it actually hasn't been manned uh, for the past several months, uh, maybe longer than that. And, And of course, when we say manned, that means male or female because ironically it was a it's Dr. Sally Snowman who has uh, manned the station who has taken over the responsibility of living out there maintaining and watching what goes on out there so Boston Light oh wouldn't you like living out there hmm? wouldn't you like owning that and it is an island it's got land it's not just a like minus light with no land around it this lighthouse has got land and other structures with it. And we heard from one boater who said he loves visiting out there and what he would do to an island. And <laughs> he'd commercialize it. I don't know if we want that to happen, truthfully. But uh, it's open for ideas and suggestions, that's for sure. And again, I, we're going to hear the governor's announcement what happens uh, tomorrow with the state if, he, if he's going to keep it open or not and and um, just uh, let's hope he does let's hope he does uh, keep it open and uh, I'm just also looking to how to stay safe boating how how do you stay safe boating in in Massachusetts and of course one of the things right now they're only allowing people in your immediate household to be on the boat Uh, only immediate household uh, can be on the boat with you you can't invite neighbors friends, strangers, whatever. It's kind of crazy. Huh? It's kind of crazy, to be honest. You know, at some point, you know, this is a free country. I understand that you got to be cautious about the, the virus and everything like that, but I think, like, you know, s- state facilities, things that the government operates, all those things obviously should stay closed so they're not liable for, you know, anybody getting sick, but at some point, it's a free country, and if you want to take the risk of going out there, whether you choose to wear a mask or whatever... You know, th- I think that uh, at some point they're gonna start opening some stuff back up. You yeah. know, at least in the private sector. You know, let let businesses take the risk if they feel like taking the risk. But you know, it's uh, well, they also to, uh, have, they have other regulations. They want you to maintain a six foot distance at the ramp or on the dock. Yeah, but if you choose not to, 
you know, unless it's a government-owned thing, you know, at some point. The problem is, Jesse. Remember when when it comes to punching somebody in the nose, when does your right end and the other person? It ends with violence. Yeah. Right. Well, this is it. So you got to stay six feet away from you, from anybody. You can't congregate around the marina. You have to use gloves when handling shared lines or fuel pumps. Captain Lou, I just hope you wear gloves when you punch me in the nose. Ah. All right, well, that's a wrap. I hear the music in the background. So stay tuned for WATD's local award-winning news with Lenny Rowe, your reporter. He follows Westwood One News. This is Captain Lou Farewell. We're off and clear. Good job, Jesse. I'm sorry it's ending.